0: Welcome to The Wonder, exploring perspectives, rituals, and observances of modern naturalistic earth-revering pagan religious paths. Here are your hosts,
1: Yucca and Mark. Welcome back to The Wonder, science-based paganism. My name is Mark, and I'm one of your hosts.
0: And I'm Yucca.
1: And today we're talking about the upcoming atheopagan or uh, neopagan sabbath which is midsummer or the summer solstice which is an important station on the wheel of the year that's celebrated by many pagans all over the place
0: right and as always it's amazing that we are here already right that also marks the halfway through the year right
1: right and this this is the third episode that we've done on the midsummer holidays. So if you're really hungry for lots more content on um, on midsummer, you can go back into our archives and look for those other episodes as well.
0: Right. And we'll probably echo many of the things that we've said, you know, both of us have been doing our practices for a long time. And this is one of the big ones that we're that we have a lot of experience and time in. But of course, every year, there's going to be something new. There's going to be something fresh to say as well. So we're going to assume that folks haven't heard the past ones, or if you have, that whole year's gone by. So we're going to talk about all that again.
1: Yeah. Think of it as a refresher if you've heard the other one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's one of the lovely things about the wheel of the year is that you get to do it again and again, right? Mm -hmm. You do it. It's not one time only and then that's it right it's not like one of these rites of passages where you become an adult once that's it yeah you gotta get the ritual right that one time right yeah a little unforgiving but this this is something that happens again and again and every year there's things that are similar things that are a little bit different so let's let's actually start by talking about what is the solstice and midsummer and you know all of that Well, let's start with the
1: word. The word solstice means the sun stops. And what what that means in this particular context is that from the perspective of being on the surface of the earth, the sun's movement towards the north. From the northern hemisphere. The northern hemisphere Mm -hmm. reaches its peak on the summer solstice. It it gets as high as it's going to go. And it kind of stops there for a couple of days and then it starts to retreat back to the south on its way towards the winter solstice
0: right and of course if you are in the southern hemisphere it's going to be the solstices are going to be reversed from the perspective of the northern hemisphere right so right but it, yeah. still,
1: moves, it still moves to the north and to the south it's just that moving to the south
0: actually means
1: warmth for you rather than (laughs) yes
0: yeah (laughs) just because of think about the the equator and so part of what's happening is the when we zoom out right so that's our explanation from being here on the earth right as part of the earth but just imagine yourself pulling out the camera zooming back and we're looking at earth as this planet orbiting around our star and we're orbiting around it on a plane, but that plane doesn't match with the tilt of our planet. And that's where we're getting all of our solstices and equinoxes and all of that is from the relationship between the two planes, from the the ecliptic and the equatorial plane. So
1: what ends up, and of course, one of the effects of that is seasons. Yes because climate is dramatically affected by the amount of sunlight and the intensity of sunlight that reaches the surface. of, And of course, the heat convection from that drives weather. It's a very important part of our evolution as life on Earth. It's almost unimaginable what, how different life on Earth would have to be if, it, if we didn't have those seasons.
0: Right. And it's particularly noticeable for those of us who live in The temperate regions right so if you're in the tropics there's there's going to be less of a temperature swing there may still be rainy and dry seasons and and all of that but in the temperate zones we're going to have these extreme differences between summer and winter and that's something that here where I live I'm about 36 north or so I was just noticing as I was walking outside I I didn't put any shoes on and was going out 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 ow, 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 ow right? walking across the the ground which 6 months ago i would be running cuz my feet would be freezing on the ground and it's just a completely different experience to be in the exact same place on the planet just 6 months different
1: right with a yeah with a temperature swing that can sometimes be 100 degrees fahrenheit or more right which is, it's not very much in the cosmic scheme of things in terms of the temperatures of stars and the relative temperatures of the surface of other planetary bodies. But Mm -hmm. for us, it's a huge shift. It's, yeah. It requires us to be able to adapt to dramatically different temperatures. Yeah. It makes perfect sense that over the course of human history, people have recognized this day As a really important day, we have all of these Stone Age technology observatories, which we have just, we've observed like Stonehenge, for example, which line up precisely with the the sun on the
0: summer solstice. Mm -hmm. And that's all over the world too, right? Stonehenge is one of the most famous of them, but in all of the, the populated continents, we see that. That's right. Yeah.
1: In the Americas, both North and South America, in in Europe and Asia and Africa, everywhere, Mm -hmm. we, we find these situations where rocks have been arranged so that they create this little ray of light that comes from the rising sun at the summer solstice, which tells us that marking this moment was really
0: important for those early people. Right. Because so that was a lot of work <laughs> to build yep. those things, to plan them to, and year after year to make those observations. One of the things that that I think we fall into this trap of in modern society is thinking about our ancestors as though they weren't sophisticated and not very intelligent and that's Mm -hmm. simply not the case they didn't have access to the internet and steam engines and you know electric cars and all of those things that we do today but they were just as much if perhaps not more clever resourceful and and really observant right they had to have been for to be able to create these things and we only see this tiny sliver of what's left, because the wind and the rain and the forests and all of that have, have washed away and grown over the, the records of, of these people who, of our many grandparents who came before.
1: Yes, exactly so. And among other things, we don't tend to recognize the amount of time that it took to develop the observations that would drive the building of an observatory like that. Mm -hmm. Because when we think about history, we think, especially as Americans, we think in terms of centuries, right? A a century or two. Well, it may have taken 15 generations for people to finally figure out precisely that the sun was moving Mm -hmm. and where it was moving and when it was reaching the peak of its movement and how to arrange some sort of an observatory to capture
0: right. that, that experience. And record that for the coming years to get it built in just the right place. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, it is. That's one but of the many things I wish we had a time machine for just to be able to <laughs> watch that, <laughs> right? So many things it would be great to have that for. Yeah. So it would be, yeah, what a field to go into and study. I'm sure. I'm sure some of our listeners, um, if any of you actually are um, in that field, we would love to to bring you on and pick your brains on that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Archaeology generally is just really exciting stuff. Yeah. This was an important date. It was important for the people that made these observatories for whatever purposes they had, Mm -hmm. whether it was marking the the migration periods of prey animals, or whether it was marking the the planting and growth cycles of crop vegetation. This particular holiday, or or even if it was just, well, this is a really great time because the days are really long. We can be a lot more productive because our Right. Um, Because enjoying ourselves, we tend to think of as a sort of extraneous human activity because we live under capitalism, which doesn't value it if it doesn't get paid for. But actually just goofing off and having a good time is a fundamental human behavior. It really is. We do it a lot
0: and it's good for us. Yeah. And I would argue that that's a primate thing too, right? That that became part of us long before we became human, because we see it in our cousins and yeah. all of them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so this is, this is a day that many of us don't live in hunting societies anymore, or we don't live where many of us live in an industrial world where we're not participating in the agricultural cycles and all of that. But it's something that when we are paying attention and that's something that that we as a pagans appreciate doing right we, that's part of our practice being part of of the world around us and nature that we're part of this is something that we can recognize as well that really helps us to be tuned in with our world because right. it's there it's happening we're part of it whether we recognize it or not but we get a lot from the recognition of it and the active yeah. participation in it.
1: Absolutely. The and this is one of those circumstances like the winter solstice, those long, dark nights. These, these bright, long days with the, with the late evenings and the, the, the sort of long golden hours at the end of the day I think we all recognize how much we value that time in the temperate zone when those of us that do experience that, whether or not we understand that it's the summer solstice, we know that the days get long in the summer and that it's, it's something that we can really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So why don't we talk a little bit about what this means symbolically, what, how, how, we, how we apply meaning to this astronomical phenomenon that happens to us every so
0: there's of course the the kind of traditional stuff that many people who are influenced by gardner and all of those that that's kind of taking up after what's happening in britain right and in mm-hmm. in britain it it is kind of getting into midsite right for where i live this is the beginning of summer this is our first summer it really didn't Feel like summer here until you know last week. Really, is when it it felt like it shifted. Sometimes it'll shift a little earlier. It'll shift in in mid May sometimes, but by June, yeah, it's summer. But it's certainly not the middle of summer. But in our practice, we look around it. Hey, what's happening in the world? What's happening in our ecosystem? And this is the time where insects have just really just woken up and we have cicadas here (laughs) and they are (laughs) cicadas have different sounds in different places but here they they sound like the dalek from doctor who right they're not (laughs) shouting exterminate they're shouting like say made with me it's just really (laughs) it's quite entertaining and and then the whole night is the crickets and the bees are out and it's just life is just it's bloomed and it's amazing so they they definitely play this really central role for us I know a lot of people use like sunflowers and symbology like that but those aren't ready where I live right sunflowers are not until And later on in July and August, and 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 we were talking about before about this is kind of like a calm before the storm of before the the harvest um, starts for us. It's finishing getting everything planted because our last Mm -hmm. frost isn't until mid May, right? So now we can finally everything's getting in, and it is kind of a busy time. But there's also that stretched out, long laziness, that just appreciation of the laziness.
1: Yeah, that's really one of the main things that I associate with midsummer is that it's it's a it's a leisurely time in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. The gardens are mostly in around here. Sunflowers still haven't bloomed though; they won't bloom until late July, something like that. This this is the time of year when people go to the beach and have a barbecue. Kind mm-hmm. of, thing. it's just. The days are long and it's 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 a, a time when it's very tempting to play hooky and just go and do something enjoyable. <laughs> Lots of sitting around on decks and patios drinking wine and visiting with friends and just just enjoying life. And so I've sometimes called this holiday the Sabbath of Leisure because it it really feels like that to me. In the agricultural cycle around here and to some degree in the British Isles as well, this is the time when all the planting is done. And it's not nothing is ready to harvest yet. So it's mostly just kind of waiting around and and enjoying the early fruit, the peaches and plums and apricots and uh, cherries and things like that. And we have a lot of that going on right now. But from a meaning standpoint, I also associate the wheel of the year with the life cycle of a person from conception to full composting. So the, the, whole li- the whole life cycle, not just the time when we're alive. And I consider this to be the holiday of adult vigor. Hmm. Maybe in the 30s or so, 30s to early 40s, not middle-aged yet really kind of at the height of your powers before your body starts to hurt
0: and you're getting lots of stuff done in your life whether it's the career family or both or all that stuff
1: Yeah. yeah there's there are plans being executed and you're really kind of on top of your game um so i i consider this a time to celebrate those folks in the same way that May Day or Beltane is a time to celebrate young adulthood. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the sort of full adulthood holiday. And then dimming or a summer's end at the beginning of August is the time to celebrate the middle-aged right? um, when we're starting to tip down towards elderliness. So it's a good time to do rites of passage into out of young adulthood and into full adulthood, if that's something that's meaningful to you and also a time just to celebrate pleasure, to celebrate the, the the joy of just being leisurely and enjoying these long golden days. Mm. So let's talk about some projects that we can do that, that help with celebrating these holidays. I know that you decorate your house.
0: What What sorts of things do you around your house we do so we do a lot of insect and arthropod themed things and we have a solstice a summer solstice garland that we put up that is like honeycomb and bees big bees that we put up so that really makes the it's very playful and the the kids so this year we're gonna try and make some big kind of like paper mache ones but in the past we've just had like big paper just like cut out and have them color it in and learn about the different parts and life cycle and all of that. So we'll do that kind of thing. And then we also do do gifts for similar solstice as well. And it's very cute this year. My oldest is really into it and has been making the gifts, but they're not, we might buy a couple things like a book or something like that, but it really is about making gifts for people. And so she's, everyone that she can think of in her life that she's, think, you know, she's like, I'm going to make it and wrap it. And, and, and then she wants to hang it with the garland and all of that. So that's a, a big part for us. And then bringing in the, the plants and things that we're finding in nature. So that's wonderful. yeah, that's really great. Is there an equivalent to hanging up a stocking
1: for the summer solstice? Well, Can
0: that's put in. Yeah, we don't. I mean, that's a good idea. I like that. We've definitely, but I mean, we've been hanging things from the the honeycomb with the bees, but I maybe we should make something a little bit more formal because I think in the future it's going to start to get a little bit heavy yeah. <laughs> as they add different kinds of things in. Maybe hats. Maybe hats. Yeah. Oh, that would be good, right? Like the big, because we wear the, the big straw hats because we are we don't have a lot of melanin <laughs> we have very little and we live at 7000 feet with a uv index of about 10 every day oh boy. so yeah there's we've got hats all over but maybe that's a great idea we'll we maybe we need our special solstice hats our straw hats so yeah, <laughs> yeah <you're laughs>
1: and something at the opposite end of the body from the toes right <laughs> Yeah. Well,
0: that might be able to fit something, but then not encourage you to have too big of a thing. Some stockings that people have are fit my whole body practically in those stockings. They're impressive. So
1: yeah, that's true. People do get carried away with that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, that's
0: actually one of the reasons we wanted to do presents at Solstice is to take a little bit of the commercial power away from the winter of the Christmas, right? and go, yeah, so this is a sort of thing. It's not all about that. There's other times of year. And then it works out quite lovely that birthdays and our family are all spread out on like each season has a birthday, (laughs) so. Oh, perfect. Yeah,
1: so we try and kind of
0: spread that and make it just smaller things and try and make them a little bit more meaningful rather than just like all the presents you can get. Still working on the grandparents, like getting that. (laughs) it's hard Mm -hmm. for the grandparents to to accept that but yeah so what about a new house are you doing particular decorations or themes that you have not so much decorations we have a little
1: altar space i mean i i have my personal focus which i decorate for the seasons and so i'll put um kind of seasonal things, sun symbols and stuff like that on my personal focus. Sometimes we have uh, a wreath mm-hmm. on our front door, sometimes not. I don't know whether we'll do that or not this year. I I have a ritual tool that I update every year at summer solstice, which is my sun broom, mm-hmm. which starts with a, a piece of oak branch that I found at a local state park, and then it has long strands of wild rye that I've cut down, bound around it to make a big shaggy sort of broom. Mm-hmm. And what I do every year is I cut down some new strands and add those to the broom and then retie everything on there. So it's got all this accumulated summer solstice vibe, magic woo-woo stuff in it, <laughs> uh, associated in my mind. And I leave it out in the sun all day on the summer solstice. Mm-hmm. And it becomes my sunbrew, mm. which um, I can use like at the height of winter when things are feeling really sort of dismal and cold and dark. Mm-hmm. I can wave that around inside my house to bring some of the vibe of the, the warm days back. Mm-hmm. And it works. It works. It's it, it's It's one of those wonderful spicy psychology things that we do. And so that is a tool that I have um, always put on the focus for midsummer celebrations, as well as seasonal fruit and other sorts of symbols of just this leisure time. We're doing a the, the affinity group, the Atheopagan affinity group for Northern California that I'm a part of is meeting in person to do a midsummer ritual next weekend. Ooh, okay. And we are going to scope the the maximum point of of the sun to the north and mark it, mark it with chalk on the ground and then also do the minimal point all the way all the way to the south which is where the winter solstice would be so that we can see the difference mm-hmm. mark them on the ground with chalk so that we can see the difference and then what we're doing is we are all bringing water from our homes and we're going to pour all of those in together and then dance a circle dance and sing a chant around that and then use that water to water the garden.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Wow. So yeah. it's 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 definitely the time of year when you need to water the garden. It was 100 <laughs> degrees here yesterday. Oof. So it's it's time to be taking care of our plants in that way.
0: Yeah. Mulch 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 yes yes that nice protective cover um mulch is kind of like the night you can in the summer it's that sweet cool relief although i don't know how cool it gets for you during the summer when if you have your 100 degrees how much does it drop at night
1: typically into the 50s last night it dropped into the high 60s
0: okay so you have a nice a nice swing there it cools down might need yeah, to bring a, a sweater with you.
1: We but... don't have a lot of, of humidity, although to you it would probably seem like we do. <laughs> yes. And I got back from the Sun Tree retreat that the air was not only like syrup because it was so dense here at sea level, but also because it smelled, everything smelled like water. There was water <laughs> everywhere. And even though we're in this Mediterranean climate, but that's not the same thing as being up at Alpine elevation. Yeah.
0: In the, the desert west, so- I've been in your area twice, but it's both times has been during your wet season. It was in February, you know, March kind of, and I remember it feeling very wet.
1: <laughs> it's it, it, it very, very, very wet in February.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, in fact, I remember the the afternoon rains, which we're scheduled to be getting ours here. When I was a child. June was the beginning of the monsoon season, but that has been changing Our monsoon season has been compressing, and pressing. So hopefully we'll get something, but your what you were talking about with the reminded me of was an idea. My oldest had who likes to make up holidays. I think a few weeks back, I told you about the sneak holiday and all of that, but she wants to do the first rain, which I think is such a beautiful idea of we could go out and catch some from the first monsoon rain and have like a special bottle and the two of them could pick out their bottles to store it in and of course we we live on rainwater right we don't have a well or anything like that so we're drinking rainwater all the time but just the act of catching it and having it be like the special thing i i do that the season
1: with, i do that with big storms mm. uh, we have a really big storm that pours six or seven inches of rain on us i uh, i <laughs> put, put out a basin to collect it. And then I pour it into a fancy bottle and keep it. Yeah. And the reason that I do that is that in the fall at Hallow, one of the things that I like to do is to pour water from a big storm into a dry Creek bed mm. to call the rain back. Yeah. Which sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't like all of those things. <laughs> but it makes me feel better that I'm doing something in quotes about our our drought
0: situation. Well, and it gives you something to emotionally touch in with, right? And that's what these items, that's for us, that's what the decorating the house is about. It's what what all of that is for is the the state of mind, the emotional um, state that I feel and the family feels and the whole house when we see those things just for a moment right we see the the oversized child drawn bee on the wall and that means something right and that pebble that we picked up outside and that just brings us back and just keeps us you know grounded as as part of this planet not just on this planet not just living off of it but part of this system
1: sure sure yeah and there's also this very childlike sense of wonder that comes with it, like, oh, it's that time again. And there's there's always something special with, with a new holiday. And that's, I mean, to me, the the way that we can enrich our lives just by celebrating these these passing seasons is so important. It just, it helps us to be happier.
0: Right. Being happy is a good thing. And it's, it also helps to slow things down just a little bit. So if you remember when you were a kid a year lasted forever right yeah. and part of that was because your life experience was so short right from 7 to 8 that was a huge chunk of your life but as we get older things become more and more the same every day and one and this realization was distressing me several years back and so I did a lot of research on it and found that one of the leading ideas is that it's because of the lack of nuance. And that when we add new things in, we add those new experiences that helps slow down our perception of of how quickly the years are just flying by. And that's something that I've intentionally tried to add into my life. And it, it feels like it's working, right? I mean, it's kind of, it's a back and forth. It's, it's sort of like there's the, the clumping of the galaxies and yet the expansion of the universe or you know, gravity and dark energy fighting each other. So it's like, I think I'm making progress, but maybe not, I'm not sure. That's one of the things that, are, that our practice can help do is bring some of that novelty in. So bringing that back to the holiday, so this is a, a point in the year that we come back to every year. And there's going to be those things that are similar every year, but there is the opportunity for the, oh, This year, I'm going to go on a walk and I'm going to notice the particular mosses that are every moss that I can find on my walk and celebrate that, or every, can I find a new insect that I have no idea what insect it is, let alone what family or order it even comes from, right? (laughs) Just do things like that. I think that, that, that can add a lot to, you can have a tradition of doing new things, right?
1: Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's very well said. That is certainly consistent with the reason why I do this practice. It lends a sense of meaning and a sense of joy and playfulness to my life. Mm-hmm. And all of those are, are good things. And then in the in the broader sense with the Atheopagan community, it also gives me a sense of community, a feeling of belonging and of being a part of a group of people who are of generally like mind and values and who like one another and like spending time together. Mm So that's a cool thing. I'm still thinking a lot about the Sun Tree Retreat. And I was on the Saturday morning mixer that we do on Zoom every Saturday morning. And three, I think, four, four of the people, five of the people that were on that call were people that had been at the Sun Tree Retreat. And all of us were talking still about how we're integrating that and particularly the feeling of not having as deep a connection with people in our day-to-day lives and wanting more of that Mm -hmm. and how Mm -hmm. we build, how we find friendships and
0: build them, develop them.
1: Right. So that may be something that we'll talk about in a future episode.
0: Right. Yeah. And we also did for future episodes get some really wonderful suggestions through the email. So we really, we really love that. And we'll be, we'll t- be talking about some of those and appreciate when you reach out to us about that. So thank you everyone. Yeah.
1: Right. And if you haven't heard it before, the way to read this <laughs> is at the wonder podcast QS at gmail.com. So the wonder podcast QS at gmail.com and we really enjoy getting your feedback and your topic suggestions it's very helpful to us yeah so happy midsummer yucca
0: likewise mark happy summer happy first summer have mids what a, what else people call it? Litha sometimes, right? Yeah, there's it's another one of those. There's a bunch of names for it, but at yeah. least it's one of the ones that has the astronomical name that we can say and everybody knows what we're talking about. Solstice, yeah. yeah. So, and dawn is very early this time of year, right? If this is the this next few weeks. It's going to be the earliest of the year where I live. It's five thirty. But if you do do some sort of ritual where you wake up to greet the dawn the visible planets are in the morning sky right now and it is it's so beautiful they're like jewels hanging in the sky and definitely worth worth getting up for um if if you can manage or some people might find it easier to stay up for depending on your personality (laughs) but that could be a lovely idea for for the solstice right greeting the sun in the morning. And then in the evening, bidding it farewell for the solstice. For sure. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks, everyone. And we will see you next week on The Wonder, Science-Based Paganism.